In motorsport, consistency and performance is all that matters. The pinnacle of Australian motorsport is the Supercars Championship, and they trust race fuels. And you can too. Maybe you do club sprints, maybe you're into motocross, or maybe you rip around the karting track. Race Fuels has products if you're interested in consistency and performance. Find out more at racefuels.com.au. Two of the very best operators marked up in the garage. Wow. This has been coming for a long time. These two do not like each other. There are two parts of the story as always. Red flag, this is a suspended uh, race. It's the Parked Up Podcast. We're powered by Race Fuels. My name is Grant Rowley. I'm joined by Tony Dalberto and a very, very, very special guest. His name's Andrew Van Leeuwen. He's from motorsport.com. He's from Below the Bonnet, our arch rival podcast. And he's also from my same bedroom for the last five or six days as well. We've been sharing <laughs> a house up in Darwin as the supercars have been racing around in some pretty glorious conditions. Tony D, I know you haven't been experiencing those <laughs> conditions down there in Melbourne, but it's so nice to jealous. see your face anyway. So jealous, fellas. Uh, actually, today and yesterday, the weather has been reasonable here in Melbourne. And when I say reasonable, we've had some blue sky, but zero temperature. So I think it got to about 10 degrees today. Um, so puffer jackets on all day. But at least the, the skies were clear and we were able to enjoy some sort of sunlight and, and uh, some sun over the weekend. But nothing like you guys. And I, I did watch a lot of racing on the weekend. I was very jealous, boys. Yeah. So uh, yep. rub it yep. in all you like. Yeah. No, it was a it was a great weekend, and we'll talk about it a lot during the show. AVL, like the weather is such the topic uh, up here, especially for it's uh, Melbourne boys. But I, I don't. I never even. Does anyone even need a weather forecast here during? Uh, I think when it when it I think when it decides to have, you know rain constantly for six months, you might. Yep. Although even right. then you don't. It's just going to rain. It's going to rain. It's not going to rain. It's going to be 32 degrees. But it is hot. Yesterday's race, sitting on the grid, or like walking walking around on the grid before the race yesterday, uh, was hot. And I think what, you know, you could, the reflection of that heat and the and the, the, the conditions that we're all facing up here um, is the fact that, you know, we felt the need to pop into that uh, quaint little English pub called Shenanigans <laughs> and have a few beers last night, you know, because... <laughs> Yeah, you have to. You yeah. have. I don't know how else you'd get through the, you'd get through the day. Yep. So, hey boys, how 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 much are you punish yourselves this weekend? Well, we've been what, hydrated. What's the damage been? We've definitely hydrated. Well, right, right. And that's yeah, what you're gonna I say. I think <laughs> it's yeah, it's 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 not it's not been good. It's not been not good. Been We're good. gonna it's be. Been, it's a lot of fun. But though. when I say not been good, it's been like the best. Uh, but also, uh, if my wife asks, absolutely a uh, professional work trip where I did had no fun. <laughs> yeah, Spent the no. whole weekend wishing, wishing I was at home going, oh, you know, it's, yeah, I mean, you think you've got it tough with the kids, but I'm, I'm up here slaving away all day, stinking hot. Uh, what a shame. It's such, it's it's such a good town. It is such a good town. It's, it's the a, best. A great, it's a great city. It's the perfect time of year to come up here. If any of our listeners have never been to Darwin, for the supercars or never done a winter in Darwin. It is an absolute must. It's a bucket list sort of deal. Yeah. So and it's going to get bigger. And I reckon they've, they've actually struck something. Cause you know, we've had bikes. We had the nitro up North uh, drag thing, which absolutely went off. Apparently not that I think Grant and I were 
dealing with dehydration somewhere else yeah. on that uh, on that night. But um, oh, we watched it on TV. That was pizza. We night. watched it on TV. Yes, that was pizza night back here at the ranch. We had a bit of a pool party uh, and we watched that. Um, so yeah, I think this event's actually going to just keep getting bigger and bigger, and it's already an important one for supercars because. Um, you know, the, the NT government uh, tips a fair bit of cash into it. But I think it's just it's just going to keep getting bigger. And when you go out, you know, it, it's – the town still loves it, you know. There was punters that have yep. been at the racetrack. The pub was full of punters that have been at the racetrack last night, you know, and they're, they're spending their money and they're doing – it does what events should do. This event does – it creates the revenue that makes it worth spending the money to put it on in the first place. So – it's just it's it's a very good event and it's got um, the potential to sort of get bigger because I think they're going to start pushing this you know bringing all these different motorsports together more and more and you know it sort of starts to become a bit of a a bit of a, bit festival, of a festival weekend. Yep. Now, so, boys, before we get into the pod, go for it. Uh, I thought we'd Sunday already started. Evening. Have we not started? Well, no. Sorry, get into the news. I should say. Okay. Cool. Uh, it's Sunday evening. Um, yep. You've been at the races all weekend. Generally. <laughs> you'd fly home uh, from a race weekend. I always remember grabbing one of the last flights out, getting yep. home. Um, that's obviously not the plan tonight. Not for so us. Not for us. But after for every- you've done the pod, yeah. are you going out again? We, talk, we, we, we haven't it's made a final decision. Ta- it's not off the it's table. Not, yeah, but there, there, is also the a, table. there is also a pool here, which we have done a fair bit of swimming in. We might have had a little dip when we got home last night. Were we wearing bathers? It's a very, very good question. Wow. We don't quite wow. know the answer to it. But these these are all do. these are <laughs> Well, let's just say uh, my bathers weren't wet when I got up this morning. But you know, it's pretty dry up here, so maybe they dry it off real fast. I don't know. Anyway, so yeah, we've been tossing out uh, do we go out and join the tear up? Because I think um as much as uh, everyone you talk to, you go, oh, are you going to monsoons before you head to the airport tonight? They go, no, 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 I used to do that, not anymore. And you're like, you're definitely going to do that for sure. Yeah. Oh, um, so, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So we'll see. So we'll I've see. done that. I've done the monsoons or whatever, the after parties and caught that red eye home on a couple of occasions. And, all, and I've always been fine. But there's been quite a few people over the years who have not been okay catching that flight back to back to a Melbourne or back to a, a Brisbane because they might have enjoyed just a couple too many shandies before jumping on that um, awfully timed plane. A couple of there's a, and a couple of uh, famous famous faces as well, and I'm not going to uh, put them through. <laughs> I'm not going to uh, name check not this time because. Yeah, someone might have to name check me one day, so I'd, I'd, I'd like them to sort of consider not doing that. Um, anyway, Tony D, do you um, like uh, you did? Yeah, several years of supercars up up here in Darwin. The event, yep. you know, has not really changed a great deal. Certainly, the the, the weather and the, the fun times haven't changed. Do you, is this the one that you sort of look back and think, "Geez, I wish TCR would would do a deal and come <laughs> up to Darwin." I do. Um, yeah, I love the event. There's no doubt about it. And and being from Melbourne. Uh, traveling around to Darwin, Townsville, Perth, you'd sort of miss a lot of the Melbourne winter. Um, so I, I never really got what people comp- were complaining about how cold it was, how, how crappy the Melbourne winter was until you don't travel around doing mm. the supercar thing um, because you cop, you know, weeks and weeks on end of just shit weather. 
So, uh, but yeah, I, I love the event. I certainly do get a little bit jealous when I see you guys up there this weekend. Um, and it was a very good weekend for Shell V Power as well. So, well, glimpses, glimpses, quite a, quite a few pole positions. Maybe not the race results they uh, they strive for, but seeing how competitive the cars were, how much success the team were having, I would have loved to have been in amongst the in the garage. But I do have a few little. Um, memories of uh some sunday night shenanigans that <laughs> some of our friends that listen to this uh podcast uh, especially young maddie kid my good mate um, he used to work for our race team um can remember but uh dragging me home from some of the uh, the bars and uh you know maybe some vomiting and all sorts of stuff afterwards Yo. so rookie um they we just used to get into it quite hard and because you were so dehydrated from the weekend, you know, you'd have a few beers and it'd just go to your head straight away. And obviously I'm a lightweight anyway, but um, there was some very um, sore heads the next day. So, but probably my, my, the most, the best memory that I've got from like an evening like that is when we're out or over racing in Abu Dhabi and um, we had to catch a flight the next day. And we basically went out all night and I got a couple of hours sleep and I just remember one of my mechanics banging on the door, like trying to get my attention. And finally I, I sort of rolled out of bed, opened the door and he's like, we've got to go. The bus is waiting for you. Everybody's waiting. Everyone's screaming. Where, where are you? Uh, so I quickly just threw everything in my bag, got on the bus, got on the plane and just slept like literally the whole way. I was so ill the whole way home. And I remember like Murph and quite a few other, the other boys playing tricks on me because we actually had like a day flight. So everyone was like bright eyed and bushy tailed. And I was just like passed out uh, up, up, the, up the front of the plane. So fun times, mm. fun times. Oh, up, um, up the front of the plane, little business absolutely. class brag there. Was it? I oh, see what's going well, on. Well, back in these days, you know, when oh, you're we went a, to these international events, definitely yeah. not, definitely not. But Supercars would uh, shout the 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 drivers and the team owners uh, business class flights. So yeah, because uh, Grant and I front. flew to Abu Dhabi together once, and uh, we were not at the front of the plane from memory. No, we no but uh, anyway, good times, good memories of uh, some some good nights, but uh, they're long gone. Especially when yeah. I'm back in Melbourne. Look, you've got to you've got to let your hair down from time to time. It's it's important. Um, I mean, time, time to time. For, for, for me, we, we, for me we usually ABL. there's so much moderation, Grant. We, no, we usually right. don't, and every now and then we go. You know what? Let's treat ourselves. Let's treat ourselves. <laughs> That's like a weekly. bit of a night out. That's like weekly. Maybe we should. Oh, yeah. Maybe one time to do something different. AVL, we should put our hair up instead of uh, letting it down. That yeah. might be. That could yeah, be that'd send our body into. Well, that'd but, send our body into a shock if we just like had a night <laughs> off the beers and had a bit of fucking a few carrot sticks and hummus for dinner. Our body would, <laughs> wouldn't know what was going on. Yeah. No. Um. Just just a big note again though. Just quickly. Oh, here we go. On More that same trip. So you drove trip. your Ferrari to the airport, you hopped <laughs> no, no. in the thing. Okay, we get it, mate. So we rich and famous that night, right, right? In Abu Dhabi, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, Tonio Luizzi was driving for us at the Gold Coast race and all that. So he took me out to the Amber Lounge. So this is like the Formula One party, right? Yeah. Yep, yep. yep. I, I got to meet all these Formula One drivers. Nice. It was freaking amazing. Michael Schumacher, he was there. Unbelievable. Done, done nothing, won nothing, that bloke. 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. Kimi Raikkonen was there. Jensen Button. Legend. They were just, they were, all of them were there just having a good old time. So, and I remember the Black Eyed Peas playing as well. So it was just one of those nights. Oh, so you were, hanging out, to, you were hanging out with them? No, I didn't them. meet them. You're like, but, hey, yeah, Will like, I am. What's going on, brother? <laughs> I just remember actually ringing Steph, my wife, uh, during the party, and I was just like having the time of my life. It was the best. I actually, Good I time. went to Amber Lounge in Singapore uh, in Singapore once. Uh, I copped mm. an invite uh, from uh, Andy Vanderberg, who was the editor of Autosport at the time. Um, and I was madly trying to convince him for a job so I could move over to Europe. And um, he said, come to this party. And because Singapore's a night race, you're not, you know, by the time we'd actually finished work and stuff, it was like, it was probably after midnight by the time we got there. And then it is like exactly what you're talking about. Everyone's there. Mm. There's just tables you know, it's the it's the you know the the, the in the movies the, the uh, movie scenes from U.S. clubs where there's table service and all the bottles bottle service it was like yes. all that sort of stuff. Um, and so we're just having a good time, not even thinking about anything. And I remember at some point, um, someone said, "Oh, what time are you flying home tomorrow?" And I looked at my phone and went, "In about two hours," and had to like <laughs> leg it out of there. And it was like. It was like nine o'clock in the morning and I had no idea what was going on. And like leg it back to the hotel, grab everything. And then that same thing, like leg it to the bloody airport. And that was one of the roughest, uh, one of the <laughs> roughest flights. And actually this is all right. So we can play he's, brag wars here. I oh, was in business class on that one too. Gonna be that, a was a, uh, that was a junket. That was a, that was a junket that trip. And I was in business class too. And I, um, I remember actually when I got the plane, I folded out the bed. And the lady said, should I wake you when we serve lunch? And I said, absolutely not. And just let the whole way back to Melbourne. <laughs> Seems like a waste of business well, class, but I guess it would. It was. It was. I would have hold. slept in a con. I would have slept <laughs> yeah, in a con. I would have gone straight to sleep. I would. I was. I had not slept. No, no, no. But the best bit is in the business class, you can lay the, the uh, seats right down and you have a good sleep. Yeah, I would have slept. I would have slept on the toilet. Like, I would have slept anywhere that day. I did not need uh, that expensive ticket. All right, Grant, you got any stories or are we going to move on to news? Uh, look, I think I've only Yeah, ever, when did you go to the Amber Lounge, Grant? No, I don't think I've ever been to an Amber Lounge. Any of, um, or maybe I went to one in Melbourne. I can't remember. Oh, um, you mustn't have because you'd remember. But the only it's time not in Melbourne either. They actually literally oh, don't do it. So. I, would think, I think I went to, I went to, actually, I went to a Marlborough after party in Melbourne and it was like, 2004 or 2005 and uh chris jordan how many how many free packs of smokes did you pilfer um i don't think they had any i don't think they had any there which which was a real shame we missed all that those great days in the media in the oh, 70s yeah. 80s and 90s yeah. <laughs> gave away uh, those filthy smokes you'd be yeah you'd be sitting there sure tapping away on your typewriter touched. um no well being being you know people of good i remember getting to this Marlboro, i remember getting to this Marlboro party and chris jordan uh, who's now the head of comms at Porsche Cars Australia. He, at least he was until you told this story on a podcast. Go on. <laughs> no, it's not. Uh, the story's not really bad. The story is actually very good for Jorda because uh, we'd both had a couple of, uh, we'd both had a couple of drinks and I was not really in the state to be getting let into any party, particularly a party that we had no ticket for. And Chris strode up there with so much confidence and so much steam that he somehow talked talked our way to get in there. Like I'm standing next to him, wobbling, barely even able to stand. And he, looking like you're standing on a couple of golf balls. He's trotted rocking backwards and forwards. Exactly, and he's trotted out like the most remarkable reason for why we're not on the list and why we need to get into this party. 
Um, and I was for I was for I've always looked at him slightly different, slightly different, An absolute legend. And he is a legendary bloke. Okay, hey, let's um, maybe talk about some race cars for once. So let's go to the news. This is the news. The news is brought to you by motorsportwebsites.com.au. They built the great parkedup.com.au website where you can go and check out all of our uh, back catalogue of issues of, of pods. We appreciate your support. Our numbers have been going really, really well. And we don't, we, we, maybe we don't talk that up enough. I know Tony gets, uh, gets right into me about not uh, calling it a little podcast and, uh, and all those things. But um, the support has been great. Actually, I had a couple of people in Darwin pull, pull me up. Now, uh, I had, I, I wrote this young lady's name down, Bryony. Bryony, Bryony. I met her, I met her as well. After we, after you tell, I, I, she loves her podcast. So hello, Bryony. She, she does a lot of, she does a lot Bryony of Ingerson. driving. It wasn't, no, it wasn't Bryony. Bryony. It wasn't Bryony Ingerson. Um, it was another Bryony. She does a lot of driving. She's on a big holiday with her family. And Tony, she wants us to do more pods. She says two or three a week is what she wants. Or, Oh my God. No, I can only deal with one. Thank you. Anyway, anyway, she, um, she, uh, she was a big fan and I had a couple of other people compliment us on our, um, on our pod as well, Tony. So it's always nice to see. uh, I had, I had another person. I had another person who's a below the bonnet listener uh, also say, you know, she said, I love the podcast. Said, yeah, sorry, it's been hard to do them with sort of the lockdowns and that sort of stuff. And she said, Oh, that's all right. Cause I cheat on you guys with uh, parked up as well. And I said, (laughs) well, I'm glad my friend Grant Rowley isn't here to hear this because um, I'll never you, hear the end of it from him. Did you just say, well, I'm on that podcast every second week anyways? So. Yeah, well, I think that was kind oh, of. Someone, did, someone, did, mention, someone, did, someone did mention that on Twitter the other day that me and Caruso seem to spend more time on this podcast than we do our own one now. So um, <laughs> anyway. Tony, Tony, we're just taking Very over. Good. Just slowly, slowly taking over. That sounded like AVL cracked open a beer. We're into the news and we haven't spoken about one bit of news. Let's talk well, about this week. Let's talk about the weekend of racing in Darwin. We've spoken about the weather. We've spoken about the parties. It's probably time to talk about what happened on track. Uh, and a lot of a lot of different things. We saw the Shell V Power team with a lot of speed. We saw mm-hmm. the uh, Shane Van Gisbergen take two really great wins. We saw Chaz Mostert collect the most points for the weekend. Uh, Tony D from afar, what was the yep. what was the standout for you? Race one was a standout for me. That was a really good race to watch because it was quite a bit going on. Um, obviously, there's a big contact down at turn one. Um, Scotty Pye making contact with Anton, which was a bit of a shame, to be honest, because uh, that race looked like it could have really erupted and you had the, the top guys at the front and then, you know, it just caused a bit of mayhem. Um, and Shane looked like he was going to win that by an absolute mile until he came in the pits and they had a, a, a mechanical failure on the uh, the left rear. So basically couldn't get the, the wheel off. And there seemed to be quite a few of them happening over the weekend. Um, slow pit stops. Or, it was. It was weird, wasn't it? I don't know what was going on there. Yeah. More than, ever, more than usual. Um, but yeah, and then you had the five-second penalty for, I think, James Courtney or no, uh, Brody Kostecki for cutting the circuit because of the contact with James Courtney. So you didn't really know what was going on with the podium. And then Percat getting under pressure tires or whatever for the start of the race. And then I thought he was going to get 
taken off the podium and then they didn't. So it was just all over the place race one. But what were you, what were your guys thoughts on the Percat incident for me? Uh, obviously the, the, if the tire pressures went right, then you should get a penalty, but they let him keep P3 and just gave him championship points. What do you think? Do you want to take this ground or you want me to no. oh, dive okay. in with you, a bit of you are the, You are the news man. Right. Go for it. Um, yeah. So basically, obviously like a team's points penalty is the ultimate slap on the wrist. You know, it's a, it's a cop out penalty. So yes. effectively what happens is particularly, and it's, it's more prominent at these, um, at these much hotter events, um, you're not allowed to bleed tires on the grid anymore, but you can still bleed tires before you go to the grid. So there was lots of tires sitting out in pit lane before the races every single day, just get as much heat, as much heat. So the true pressure is never 17 PSI. And here you can get away with actually running in a blower, particularly when you go out and these guys around on the outlap, on the, sorry, on the lap to grid with resting on the brake to generate as much heat um, and to try and uh, build the pressure up so that when their cars are sitting out on the grid, the pressure will come back down yeah, to around yeah. 17. And it won't go under 17, but it will be as close to 17 as possible. So the true pressure might be 16. It might be 15. Yeah. It might, it might be 14. It might be 13, somewhere like here, where you feel like you can actually get some real heat into, uh, into the tires. So... Um, effectively, what has happened is they've started the tire too low. They talked about there was a miscommunication between Nick and the team, so that he hasn't actually put enough heat through the tires on the whatever side of the car it was. The, the, the issue was on. I forget now. Um, so they're sitting there and they're watching the tire pressures go down, and they go, "Whoops, these things are going to go down too low." Now, normally that would just be a penalty. It seems from the wording of the stewards here, uh, the stewards report, the reason they got away with it is because they kind of admitted what had happened. And when I say admitted what had happened, they said, we're worried we have a puncture on these cars. Um, we're worried there's, a, there's an issue here. Um, and, we want to, uh, and we want to check that. We want to we, we, we change, change these tyres in case they've got a puncture. So whether they really thought that or not, I guess we'll, that's, for, that's for the team to know. And we, we never really will. So they did change them. Yeah, so that's the other reason why they got it. So they... Right. They, they they got some brownie points because they admitted there was an issue, even though they did say. And apparently, again, according to the stewards' report, Adrian Bird just said, "You can change them, but if we don't find punctures on those tyres, you are gonna be spending a long night talking to the stewards." And obviously, they didn't find anything wrong with that. There was there was no issue with the tyres. They held pressure overnight. It just probably wasn't as much pressure as they should have started with, or they should have worked the tyre harder on the lap on the lap to grid. So they got the, the reason that it's a points penalty is because there was no advantage. If anything, they ended up with uh, ties that were uh, Nick had to start on ties that were unpressured. They changed two ties and they hadn't been pressured properly. So they probably, their true pressure was probably in the twenties or in the early twenties. So the thing would have been pretty gnarly to drive for a while. Um, so I and guess they showed of, in that first stint, he went, he went backwards. He was which, struggling a bit. It, it's why he pit on lap seven or whatever it was. Which yeah. is not at the end of the day. This, this was the first run of that high deg tire. There was still at that point maybe some sort of everyone was hoping maybe these tires were actually going to fall off a cliff. Stopping then was a long way from the ideal mm. strategy, but he just felt he had to get off off those tires. So, um, so I yeah. want to talk about the tires in a sec, but yep. my thoughts on the on the actual penalty was so Nick had taken the podium for TV, looked great. Um, yeah. The team needs podiums 
everyone knows that you know BJR they work really hard to stay in the championship to keep sponsors on board they need every little bit of help they can get it was it would have been a really bad look for them to uh, get that podium taken off them but the, my thing with supercars now is to set the precedent that if you you know your tire pressures aren't correct and they do need to draw a line in the sand. Like if they're under 17, then people are done. You know, you can't be 16.9 or whatever and say, oh, no, that's, yeah, that's close totally, enough. Totally, um, yeah. So now, you know, that I think they're making a rod for their own back next time it comes up. And someone like Erebus or Barry Ryan, they're going to just go to town on this sort of thing. If he raced on the tyres, I would agree with you. I think that's probably the only saving grace. But it does mm. give you the option to push the boundaries a little bit, have another set of correctly pressured tyres there, and be able to say, you know, sit there on the grid and go, whoops, no, nah, we got that a little bit wrong. All right, we'll put these other more conservatively pressured tyres on the car now. Um, yep. You know, hey, hey, Adrian, we, we're worried we have a problem with these tyres. Let's, um, can we change them and go, well, we'll cop the team's penalty because we, we feel like, you know. But yeah, uh, yeah, it, it's, if he'd raced on the tyre, he would have got thrown out of the race. At, like, absolutely no question. It was only the fact that they actually changed those tyres um, before the race, and they put their hand up and said, "Hey, we have we have a problem. We're we're, we're under, and it's getting worse, not better." Um, but yeah, to, I think to a large, I agree with you that probably the safest bet in terms of stopping these shenanigans would have been to chuck him out of the race. Just to see, that sends the you know the stewards report says, "Oh, this sends a message that teams should, this should discourage teams from doing it." And it's like, well, yeah. doesn't. There's a team's penalty. There's two teams that care about the team's championship, really. They're the ones that are fighting over their last spot on pit lane. That's it. There's kind of, um, yeah, I, I think anyone else would happily salvage a few team championship points to, to, to try and go a little bit faster, you know? So, um, I, yeah, it, it's that, that would have been the easiest way to do it. What they need to look at um, is a more longer term solution to teams to, to the way teams are doing this and the way teams are attacking the way they bleed back these ties and whether that's a higher, um, a higher starting PSI, whether it's just, you have, you know, someone, someone walks around with a tire gauge before the tires go on the car to start the race and they check it and go, well, this is it. This is your, you're going to, and you do spot checks, you know, at some other point, you know, by the time the car gets to the grid, the tires should be higher, but you know, you try and ensure that they are, they are seven, the true pressure is 17. You know, that's obviously that's, that takes resources. It's not an, an easy thing to do, but you know, ideally, you'd say, well, the true pressure um, has to be um, has to be 17 psi, not what the gauge says when the thing's sitting on the uh, on the grid. Now, I hate to talk about tires, you know, during the pod too much because when I listen to the or watch the telecast, that's all that gets spoken about is goddamn tires. So I don't want to bore everybody, but I feel as though we do have to touch on it. Uh, the new super soft tire this weekend. Uh, I want to get your thoughts on it. Grant, um, did you expect the tire to go off a little bit more than what it did? Because it seemed to go, yeah, a little bit quicker, but we didn't see this massive drop off that I think everyone was hoping for. Yeah, look, I didn't speak to too many drivers about it, um, uh, but certainly watched enough of the racing over the weekend to see what was going on. And really, from outside, from an outsider, there was it looked no different to a regular super soft uh, round. So, um, not super soft round, just normal soft soft tire, soft compound round. 
So I don't know. Didn't look any different. I mean, Saturday, I was encouraged after Saturday's race. Of course, like besides the big uh, shunt tear up down at turn one, which um, totaled a lot of cars, including more of Brad Jones's cars, which always seemed to be involved in those types of things. Oh. Didn't Anton's car cop a big whack? That was big. But, that was a big hit. But then yep. during that race, during the Saturday race, there was some really good stuff, some really close racing, you know, bits of contact. And, you know, that's what everyone wants to see. The two races on Sunday were, you know, probably a little little more tame. Um, still some little good bits in there, though. So, I don't know. I think maybe, see, Winter, like, maybe Winton um, will be a, a better tell for that. Well, when you see Wink up in race, in the first race today, or race two of the weekend, pit very late, got much fresher tyres than Mostert and, like, struggled for lap on lap on lap to try and get around him. Like, it took him forever ever um and it only you know he he got the job done right near the end of the race there but he had to work bloody hard for it and we do want to see that but the old super soft tire or the soft tire when that thing cliffed it you're just a sitting duck there's no chance so if someone had five lap uh newer tires you were just done there was no chance you're going to be able to hold them off so it gave some of the maybe the underdogs a bit more of a chance, but we didn't really see that this weekend. The tire was too good. Mm. I don't, they've got so much great tire technology all around the world. I don't know why they can't just make a tire that does exactly what they want to do. But, you know, you guys back when the soft tires first came out, eventually figured out how you can make those things last a distance. Remember those first races where the softs yeah. were introduced and, um, you know, you guys would go out there, flog them for five laps and and then be wobbling around for the next 40. Um, you, you did eventually, it probably took us maybe, what was it, half a season, a season to really figure it out. You know, now a normal soft tire, you, you, the, uh, the good guys will easily make them last. All um, right, let's, let's move on to right, some stellar performances this weekend. <laughs> Go. I could I could give you some insight into why the deg didn't come okay. if you want. If you, but if you hate Go. tires so much, we don't have to. Um, Go for it. We're we're, we're yeah. sponsored by we're sponsored by uh, race fuels, which do fuel, which is also not like a really say, sexy. We're not sponsored by it's a not, tire joint. It's not really a sexy well, sexy sort of thing. When you're, and I don't know when how you're tires a, is a is when a you're a sexy. control when. When you're a control supplier, not being in the news is usually the best way to go about things. So <laughs> right. good job, Race Fuels. No fuel controversy at all on the weekend. Everyone was like, yeah, just had put fuel in my car, ran like a dream, ran like an absolute dream. So, um, yeah, so basically I think this starting pressure, we're going to see 100% for Winston a different uh, minimum PSI limit. Um, they, The fact of the matter is the conditions here are just too good for the tires basically. And they, the teams just figured it out because that's what teams do. They figured out they could start the true pressure of these things could be pretty bloody low. The footprint of the tire was different. Wasn't sliding around enough. As Shane Van Gisbergen said in the press conference this evening, it was thermal deg. The only deg was thermal deg and that kills racing because when you're the car following, your tires are getting hotter faster and you're just running out of grip. Uh, it wasn't deg that was coming from the surface, and it's a low deg. It's a it's a low deg surface anyway here. So if they'd had if they had made them start at twenty psi, we might have seen something totally different. If they'd done this race at Queensland Raceway, apparently the thing genuinely at QR at sixty k, it fell off a cliff like the old super soft tire. So we might see something different. Winton is so cold there, but they're going to have to bump up, and they will because I I know because 
I spoke to Kevin Fitzsimmons and he told me they'll bump up that uh, PSI and it might not be 19. It might even be higher based on what they've learned now. So that there's still hope to come because the tire is doing half of what it's meant to do. They just got to get it to do the other half. You know, it's faster. Now it has to stop working at a certain point. Wow. And no more tire talk. Speaking of fast. No more tire talk. Speaking of faster and no more tire talk, Will Davison today set a new benchmark at Darwin the first guy, the only guy to jump into the one minute four bracket and really turned his weekend around from a pretty crappy Saturday to suddenly having an absolute rocket ship and taking his, his first pole for Shell V power and then backing it up in the next session uh, with another pole position. Um, amazing performance way ahead of the field, but just couldn't quite get it done in the race. Mm, the uh, SVG, as well. Just the too good. The starts. Well, the starts, yeah. the start, the starts were everything because, like, Will would have won both those races if he got to turn one first. There was nothing between them pace-wise. It was just all track position. But I love Will's honesty because most drivers, you know, you're, you're, yeah, as Will is the ultimate Polish professional driver. Yep. But most drivers talk about, you know, well, I had a bad day, but at least my teammate had a good day, and everyone, the team, at least got something out of it. You know, team. And he said this morning he was like talking about yeah uh, Saturday, and he was saying, yeah, look, it was horrible. You know, I was going bad and then my teammates on pole for god's sake so that made it even worse and he said he referenced it a couple of times how that was really like and it's like that's great that's actual honesty instead of going oh i was happy i was happy for the boys the boys at least had something to cheer for he was like no i don't care about that oh, i was doing real shit i'm the one i want to be the guy on pole not him this is terrible <laughs> well he's certainly turned it around and some amazing performances and then to get two podiums as well Shows that they got real momentum. I wonder, you know, what really went off on Saturday um, because the car wasn't quite right for him just uh, in qualifying, but then also in the race, it didn't look that speedy. Um, SVG, though, big, big move down to turn one in race one uh, or race 12. Oh, that was beautiful. So. That was that Saturday, was yes. That was, that was delicious. And the way he Bates sold the dummy way, when he started to go it. right, he started to go right, and Anton went beauty. He's going wide. I can just, I can just open the corner a little bit, mate. That's race car driving. Boom. That's real good inside. race. And there was a little bit of contact, but nothing untoward. That is now nah. great, great race car driving. And then obviously, yeah, you know, yeah. then Anton got clattered into by Scotty Pye, who I think kind of got a little caught out because you can see Anton. Try, he goes, okay, well, my only bet here is to try and do the switchback. So he sort of slows up a bit to try and uh, sort of have a bit sharper entry to the corner to, to try and uh, get the run on him. And then along comes Scotty Pye and he's up on the apex curb and he's got a fair bit going on. And I he think- said, yes, he said, once you're in that, you're, once you're in that dust, like your instinct is to push the brake pedal harder, but that doesn't help you at all. That actually just probably makes it worse. <laughs> and he, I think- said, it's just, he said, it's helpless. You, you just help. There's nothing you can do. I think Scottish Pie saw what Van Gis did and was probably a little, um, yeah, taken aback by it. And uh, I guess we all were watching what what Shane had done with that um, with that really cool move. And uh, yes, yeah, so well, they're great mates. They're great mates, uh, Giz and Scotty Pie. Maybe it was a coordinated effort. Maybe they had a plan. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Um, and then Thomas Randall in Sunday's last yeah. race did uh, did a very similar yeah, move as well. So that was really cool. Anton, if you're listening, close the door at turn one. <laughs> Don't leave it open. Did you see the broadcast over the weekend was calling turn one a hot spot? Yeah, I thought that was really odd given what we, in uh, yeah. 2020, <laughs> 2021, we call hot spots yeah. certainly something different. You don't want to go to the hot spots. And, um, Lucky we didn't go to track walk or we'd be in Howard Springs right now. 
Hey, that's not a bad place. Um, let's uh, touch on some shockers. Is there beer there? Yeah, no, there is no beer. No beer. Talking of shockers, boys, absolute terrible weekend for David Reynolds and Andre Heimgardner. Oh, weren't they uh, shocking? Grove. What happened? You should know, uh, ABL. Just... You're, you're good mates with Dave. What's I was talking. Here? I was talking to Dave. Um, I was talking to Dave just before. Yeah, they just can't get the thing in the hot conditions. They just couldn't get it to work. Didn't matter what they did. Actually, I thought there was a good line from Dave after qualifying when they were literally locked out the back row of the grid. Um, and he said, like, you know, we 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 had a swing on setup. We sent the cars in diff- very different directions, and they were both slow. So you go, well, nothing's working. You know, <laughs> like, how, how do you reconcile with that and actually come up with any answer? So, no, they just couldn't get. They just couldn't get the thing uh, to work. It, I don't think there was literally any part of the car that was doing what they wanted it to do. And the amazing thing is that the very last event we were at, Andre's car was the fastest thing in the yeah. field on the Saturday by a – can I swear on this? Yeah. Uh, well, we don't typically swear, but it, there's, we don't, there's, there's we no guess. Fs. There's no Fs. Okay. Well, what's bloody the point of swearing? He was, on, he was the fastest car in the field by – a country mile, right? right um, yeah. <laughs> I said country, it's fine. Um, <laughs> Honestly, though, that is an amazing, that is an amazing turnaround, but we could In go the to wrong Winton. way. Oh, oh yeah. We could go to Winton. You know, I think Townsville is going to be tough for him and we could go to Winton and it's going to be nice and cool. And, you know, we're back to a more sort of technical circuit and that might be bang up the front again. Winning races, taking polls, who knows? Like that is a, it's, you just can't imagine. Imagine me and Andre Heimgartner and sitting there today going, remember when I drove away from the field and it was easy and they gave me a five second penalty and I was like, it doesn't matter, mate. I'm so much quicker than these blokes. (laughs) And then he's qualifying 25th, you know, just amazing. It does show how difficult the category is. And I feel for those guys because they've got some really smart operators in there, but there's obviously just something not quite right in those conditions because, as you said, the same bloke won a race last round. So, you know, obviously the drivers can do the job if the equipment is right and the setup is right, but trying to do that week in, week out. And that's what's so impressive with some of these big teams that can do that, like a Triple Eight or an SVG. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Um, you know, 100%. SPG, he's, he struggled on Friday and he actually yeah, came, and you know, came back it. on Saturday and they fixed it. So that's impressive. It's Here's the thing, TD, and I was having this exact conversation with Dave early today. As much as everyone goes on about, oh, it's the sport's so expensive, it's all, it's all half its pay drivers down. It's so competitive out there and there's not many bad cars anymore. There's really not many bad cars. So once upon a time, you know, you might be having a bad weekend, but there's a few blokes that you just know you're going to be quicker than. And they're just not there anymore. You know, the MSR cars looking pretty good. Fabian Coulter, what was he, 13th in the race today? So they're starting to get, you know, they're all AAA cars, Team Sydney, MSR. There's not that many bad cars and there's not that many bad drivers. And that means that when you have a bad weekend, you are hugely exposed because mm-hmm. you don't you don't come 15th, you come 25th, you know? Mm-hmm. You got wildcard cars as Tom Randall. It's a Super Two champion in it, you know, running a Tickford car. It's you, there's not many places to hide. And the second it doesn't work and you don't have to be missing by much, you are going to look really, really silly. And there is absolutely no doubt that KGR looks silly this weekend. And I say that happily because I'm pretty sure they would go, yeah, we look 
pretty silly. That's yeah. at least what Dave was saying. You know, they, they, no, no one was sitting there trying to pretend that they were having a good weekend. It was That's a cool. it was a shocker. It was a shocker. But uh, there might be some more on track stuff that you guys would like to talk about. But uh, AVL, you just mentioned that uh, you mentioned Thomas Randall, uh, and he was in the news before the racing got underway um, mm-hmm. with the uh, confirmation that Tickford had been have been given an extra racing entitlements contract to compete in next year's championship, taking the grid up by one car, which is really good news. And Thomas Randall will be Tickford Racing's new fourth driver, full-time permanent. Of course, he's done uh, – he did the first uh, S5000 championship that was run recently. He's been trying to keep him he's, – he's got a couple of wildcard entries. He's, he's going to race with Tickford in the Enduros. He's been just on the fringe of it for a while. Of, of course, former Super 2 champion with Matty White Motorsport. So it's 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 that box tick for him. He's he's dealt with his testicular cancer, uh, or or, can, or has been dealing with it. He is such a nice guy. He is like absolutely one of the best blokes in the paddock. So fantastic news that he's uh, can now basically call himself a full time supercars driver. Absolutely, it's uh, great news for Thomas, and he did a great job on the weekend. We mentioned that move that he made on Anton. Uh, during the race, uh, but both I thought I thought both the wild cards. Kurt Kostecki did a great job. I think he finished sixth on Saturday. Um, yeah. yeah, there was a few crashes and bits and pieces that he stayed out of contr- trouble, but you know he still had to do the job. He still had some decent blokes behind him, and uh, he must have had good pace to be able to finish in P six. So those boys are definitely holding their own, and it shows that they're at a, you know, operating at a very good level. So will be interesting to see how Thomas goes next year when he's got the keys to his own car and uh he's got to race it week in week out and uh it's just a tough championship and we've seen guys like lebrock for instance um that have had you know glimpses of uh you know, really strong results but to try and do that week in week out is very very hard so let's uh let's see how he goes there but great lead up for I- him going into the enduros you know doing these wild card events and having that confidence on his side Who's actually partnering up with AVL? Uh, Courtney, I think. I, mean, I think it will yeah. be with J- JC for the Enduros. Yeah, look, it's um, – and full disclosure, and, and Grant sort of touched on it. Like, I like Thomas so much. He's such a nice bloke, and I'm stoked for him, you know, just personally because I because it, it's nice to have good people in the championship too, when you work with drivers a lot. It's great to have people like that that you just know – it's going to be good fun. Um, but it's important for the sport that the Super 2 champion has somewhere to go as well. You know, that the whole sort of structure of of this, and you know that, Tony, having come through that, 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 that Super 2 system, it's important that there is the potential to graduate. Because if someone like Thomas Randall, the Super 2 champion, obviously a professional qual- like level driver, had has backing, you know, has a team that wants to run him, can't get on the grid, then you're sort of, that's that's yeah, really, really not good, you know? So um, I think that it's 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 very important for supercars in the same way that it's important for Formula 1 that the F2 champion gets their opportunity, that, you know, that, that the Super 2 champion uh, gets, their, gets their shot and their strong years and weak years and all this sort of stuff. And that's... Um, that's, I mean, I remember when you were racing, Tony, like when you were winning, that was obviously horrendously weak. But um, <laughs> it was, uh, you know. Yeah. Hey, I bet your yeah. uh, fellow host on uh, Blow Bonnet, thank you. 
Yeah, well, my point proven exactly. <laughs> what, a, what a bunch of nobodies. But um, but <laughs> um, it's yeah, it, it's important that you have guys like Thomas that can get into the sport mm. and get their opportunity. That's when we know that things are uh, that things are working. So in other news, there was a a bit of a roundtable for the journos with Sean Seymour. While the Sean actually didn't go to the event, he was uh, in Sydney over the weekend, but he uh, he did take some time to talk to the journos. Obviously, AVL, I was not invited to any of that. That's not really no. my boat. But no, you, it was, it was you for it was for big boy journalists. It was Would for that, big boy journalists. Exactly, exactly. Um, um, and you were involved in that. We spoke to Mark mm-hmm. Fogarty from Auto Action uh, last week, and he gave us a really good. Uh, update on on where Gen Three's at, and also some of his opinions. What what came out of that chat with Sean Seymour? Well, for starters, I'm not going to try and uh, match Fogues' opinions because they are legendary <laughs> stuff of absolute legends. <laughs> uh, um, uh, so yeah, but look, I guess what we know now is that the the uh, there's a bit more detail around the exact rollout plan. We knew it was going to be August, but you know that it's going to be Sydney Motorsport Park under lights. The very first race will be the Saturday night race. Um, you know, and as you know, from, from a, as Sean said, from a, from a, if you look at it in sort of marketing terms, you know, like that event is uh prime time, it's free to air. It's in a big metropolitan area. Like it's a, it, it actually ticks, uh, the boxes for a product launch. So, um, that is the plan for, for, for those cars to be rolled out. Then I'm still very dubious about the mid season rollout. I still would have definitely done it, um, on a, on a, um, to start a new season. I feel like. I feel like it puts a lot of pressure on the product because you're effectively back to backing it with what we've got and the cars we've got aren't perfect, but they're pretty good and they sound great and they look cool. And we sort of know all about them. So this kind of mid to go from one round, even if there's a few weeks between that round, you're basically going to race these cars at one race and then the new cars at the next race. And it better be good. It like, it's going to have to be good. Otherwise it's going to look really, really bad. And that's, if you go through a new season, it's, it, I mean, it's effectively no different, but it is different because, you know, people go on Christmas holidays and they reset their brains and it's a new year and there's the build up to the season. And there's kind of this, you create distance between the two things. They are two separate things. There was 2022 supercars. Now there's 2023 supercars. When you just roll it out mid season, it is a harsh back to back. It is. We did this last week and this week we're doing this. So I, I feel like it just puts, it just puts pressure on it puts pressure on it to be right because if that sydney if 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 the cars sound crap or whatever and they just can't afford they maybe it's a good thing because they can't afford that to happen if they roll these things out at a track and they listen to it and go oh this thing doesn't sound very good they're gonna have to fix that why the hell are they putting an actual date and a race um confirmation when these cars are going to be ready because they don't they seriously don't know that like honestly they so so what sean said (sighs) is that that a barring massive disaster that yeah, is an unforeseen disaster. That is a very conservative timeline. And that's why they're happy to talk about it because it's very conservative. They're going to have the cars ready by then. That's what Sean we're, says. We're going to see a lot of these cars during 2022. So when we actually Peace. get to that Sydney motorsport park event, yeah, for sure. There's going to be a lot of hype around the new generation of car and the, the shape of the cars will be different. It'll be visually uh markedly different to what what we've currently got now but we're going to have seen them so much that it's not going to 
be certainly for us purists, it's not really going to be uh, a, you know a great um, a great surprise. It's certainly going to be exciting to see what they how they race against each other, especially at Sydney Motorsport Park, where we've never actually seen. There's been some good racing there, but never been uh, you know always known as a circuit that can you know sometimes produce some pretty processional racing so uh, and look under lights i think uh i think it, it should all it should all work very well um was there uh, so adrian burgess was also in uh in that chat of course he's the head of the motorsport department at supercars avl he's been under a lot of pressure of late and uh you know getting asked a lot of uh, a lot of hard questions and he's also trying to run a current championship as well let alone bring in a new a new thing what was um what was his take during the uh round table interview for the big boy journos um look speaking to the media is very famously not adrian's favorite part of his job um so it's always uh it's always you don't feel like the most loved and wanted person in the room when you're sitting there with him across the table because <laughs> Uh, you know, if the floor and the A trailer broke and you fell out, he'd probably go, well, this is a pretty good outcome and I'd just carry on with his day. Um, yeah, so, you know, it was – the funny thing is we actually did a chat with Adrian a couple of weeks ago uh, where they really – he outlined a whole bunch of Gen 3 stuff. So it was probably uh, – he was sort of off the hook a little bit in this one because – uh, he he'd gone through his grilling a few weeks ago, and 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 you you guys would have seen like all the stories that came out. You know, even just before they announced about the August thing, there was this slew of stories about um, Gen Three talking about the engine and stuff. He did talk a bit about the engine, uh, the paratizing and the motors. So you know, the fact that it's been sort of publicised that they have this agreement with Ilmore in the states to maybe look at uh, at helping paratize the motors. They're not definitely going to send motors to the states, um, but it's an option um that they have so that was uh that was quite sort of uh, fascinating the other, the other person that was there uh, as part of this chat was uh the the chief operating officer at supercars shane howard you know they've talked about they've, they've actually finalized now or pro- formalized sorry i should say that darwin will become the indigenous round um for supercars as of next year they tried to do it this year but uh i think it was a little more complicated than they thought in terms of actually getting the clearance to um to formally do something like that from the traditional landowners and all and all that sort of stuff but they've got to a point where they could announce it um for next year and the other sort of hot button topic at the moment is still the queensland border and the fact we're going to townsville in three weeks Mm. you know um and uh until at least i think it's like thursday next week the border to Greater Melbourne is going to be closed. And all those blokes are either at Monsoons or at airport right now about to go back to Melbourne. It's happening. They're going. So, so what does that mean? Um, if, if the Melbourne teams can't go, that race meeting won't happen. But, no, but they said course, the Melbourne team's flying back into Melbourne. Yeah, and they're, yes. they're, they're and in exactly they're the same spot as you. They're, yeah, they're, they're buggered. I'm actually yeah. thinking about well, just staying up here forever. I <laughs> Oh, let's just buy this house, Grant. It can't be that expensive. It's pretty run down. Let's just take it. Let's buy it. Um, it has fallen straight um, out of 1981. I'm sure of it. Yeah, yeah. It is a uh, the decor is uh, uh, retro, except that I don't think it's retro. I think it's just just old. What it looks like. Yeah. Um. So. Um, and look, Sydney's what also an issue. Sydney's is, an issue as well because yeah. Sydney's blown up. With Sydney's a bigger cases. issue than Melbourne. The TV, all of the TV department, most of the TV department. 
all come from all Sydney. They're all they're all Sydney based. Yeah. So they could have a great race meeting with people from Melbourne if those borders do get opened up. But they're going to find it very hard to put pretty pictures on there. They'll have me with my little camera yeah. um, poking around there. We're going to have to film it on. We're going to have to film it on our iPhone iPhones and just stick it out. But I think that um, it's. I don't think any of the TV people are going to Sydney tonight. I'll tell you that right now. I think they will either stay here or head straight to Queensland. Um, yeah, look, there, there is a lot of confidence, and not even bullishness, but like confidence that Melbourne isn't going to be an issue. And that was we obviously were tackling. Shane and Sean about that um, on on Friday, um, and they were pretty confident that they they're not at all worried about Melbourne. I think zero cases today. Most of the recent cases have already been people that are in isolation already and that sort of stuff. So that, yeah, there's there, there's a lot of confidence that Melbourne won't be an issue. If it is an issue, then the race meeting's not happening. And with a street circuit like that, you can't sort of um, well they have issues with school holidays and that sort of stuff in. in townsville as well so it has to happen on the weekend that it has to happen or it ain't happening at all and that's yep. going to cost someone a shed load of cash because they've already built a track there is a racetrack oh. sitting there almost ready to go um so it's not like winton where you postpone it and everyone just shakes hands and walks away you know someone's going to go well this thing needs to get paid for um so unfortunately it's it'll well be out of it'll, it's, yeah, oh, absolutely. But it was an uh, uh, Shane Howard actually made a very interesting point on the weekend. He said you can't, and I guess it comes out to remember we we spoke about Winton and how late they left that postponement. He said you can't jump at shadows with this thing. You have to stick it out to the bitter end. All you can do is have plans and have flexibility where you can, but you can't. It would be easy to just go can it. It's too risky. But you just have to have a little faith at some point and roll into it. Um, I also really feel like the, with the attitude they have to it, that they know something from Queensland Health, that if things go this way, if they keep going this way, don't worry your pretty little heads about Townsville, you'll, you'll be just fine. So that that's what it, they didn't say as much, but that's absolutely the impression I got from, from, from the chat. We will soon see. Won't we? Won't we? Hopefully. Hopefully. Now, now uh, AVL, we thank you so much for joining us on this great podcast. Maybe the greatest. Would you would you say that this one? It's my pleasure. I, I heard what that sound was. I know exactly what that sound was. I reckon it was a, a little green can is what it was. And it's got these two letters on there, V and, and a little v. grenade. Um, now, a little grenade. Reminds me of Melbourne. Now, uh, so there's uh, two things that I want to mention here because uh, we might wrap up this podcast. Episode 63, Tony D. Can you believe it? Can you believe it? You asked me that every week. That we're, no, can you believe we've come back for another another was, week? But I, I think after tonight's efforts, I'm not sure whether we'll be back next week. <laughs> it's certainly been a different. Month. Oh, is this the forever show? Is this the forever <laughs> show? Be. We're bringing it home. <laughs> can I start swearing now? Let's go. <laughs> no, no, they're uh, no, that's been good, and we uh, AVL, we appreciate uh, you coming on and all of the other guests that we've had. I actually oh. did, um, I did about seven or eight little chats with. Uh, a bunch of just uh, fans at the racetrack over the uh, over the race weekend, and I reckon we've probably gone over time. Or well, not that there's any time limit. You know, we could do a ten-hour podcast no, if we want. Grant, everyone, everyone needs to know that Grant's favourite thing in the world is interviewing fans. He loves oh, it. That's not I've a done, joke. Absolutely, he loves it. I've done every time we've I done used... video work and stuff. I think he's like, let's go to a fan box pop, and, and, and uh, we, you don't, yeah, you don't get into it's it. His go-to. 
It is. I no, do well, like it. I, I just feel <laughs> I just feel awkward walking up to poor strangers and going, "Hi, can you can I ask you some questions?" But you're like, "No, nah, we're doing it." Of course, it. you go. sound. Of course, you sound awkward when your voice breaks like a twelve year old little boy. Um, exactly. The um, the uh, okay, cool. Let's run it. All right. I did about. Uh, I think I did seven or eight of these things, and I just oh spoke to a, a bunch of uh, a bunch of fans uh, about what they thought about Darwin. Was it their very first time there? What is the difference? Uh, between this event and and others. And I met a, a wide range of different people. I knew none of them before I met them. And now we are famously all friends uh, at the end of it. So here they are, my seven little chats. So I've got Luke. This is your first time at Hidden Valley Raceway for the supercars. What do you think of it? Oh, I'm loving it, mate. It's good. Great family um, event. And yeah, awesome atmosphere here as well. Are you from these parts? Uh, yeah, pretty local from down at um, Humpy Doo there. So. The V8s have been coming here for many, many, many years. Why is it taking you so long to, to get out to the track? Uh, just relocated back up here, so uh, yeah. Now I've got Karen, she's holding an absolutely delicious pizza and I'm going to beg for a slice after we finish this. But Karen, tell me, you're, you're here as an official, it looks like, your shirt? No, 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 just as a spectator. Spectator? Yeah. Is this, is this your first? Is first this time, first time. Right, and what, what have you thought of the uh, supercars of Darwin? Absolutely amazing. Yeah, so glad we come, because we're actually from northern New South Wales, so we've come a long way for this, so yeah. Have you been to other supercars events? I haven't. Jenny has. It's, it's 10 years since I've been here. <laughs> 10 years? So what other supercars events do you go to? Uh, Newcastle, went to Sydney prior to it closing. I've been to uh, Willowbank, uh, Townsville, Gold Coast. Wow, so you've done the full, full, uh, full complement almost. So what, what sets this one apart from the others? The pizza. Bring, uh, the pizza and to bring uh, friends along for the first time and let them enjoy our experience. Okay, I found Braden. He obviously loves Chaz Mostert because him and his partner are both dressed head to toe in Mostert gear. Um, what do you love most about supercars in Darwin? Uh, I suppose that it's uh, nitty gritty, it's very dirty, hot. Uh, yeah, it can get the uh, drivers a little bit bothered, but um, yeah, they, they seem to go all right in this weather. It's not too bad, uh, especially Chaz. Uh, yesterday was quite a win. Um, as far as today, it's too bad that he fell back into fourth. But uh, yeah, no, we're looking forward to the last race. Okay, L lifelong Supercars fans? Oh yeah, definitely. Um, <laughs> uh, is this the first, and whereabouts are you based? Uh, me, I'm actually a local uh, Adelaide River uh, boy. So um, <laughs> I'm actually in the Defence Force uh, up here with A12 Regiment as a vehicle mechanic. So being a vehicle mechanic, that's where my uh, passion stems uh, for supercars, yeah. Perfect, yeah, my brother's in the Australian Army and it was uh, here a few years back. So, um, uh, so uh, have you been to other supercars events though? <laughs> Unfortunately not, but Bathurst is the next one on the list. Okay, I've bumped into Fiola here in the Darwin paddock, and uh, is this your first time to the races? Um, no, second time actually. We were here last year as well. And uh, have you been to your local Darwin? Yeah, local. So you haven't been to any other supercars events? No, this is the only one. <laughs> Great. Uh, what, and what do you think? What, what do you think of this event and the, the big show coming to town? 
Yeah, honestly, it's been really great. It's been awesome. So we were here on Friday. We were here yesterday as well. Um, it's just been a good time. And what little drink have you got there? A little refreshment? A vodka Red Bull, obviously. <laughs> Enjoy. Okay, I've got Tia and Harrison here. They are about to buy some fairy floss, which is no good for your teeth. But, <laughs> Tia, is this, uh, what do you think of the Darwin uh, Supercars event? Oh, it's pretty cool. Like the adrenaline rushes through your body as the, as the cars drive past and it's pretty loud, especially for kids, poor things. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Harrison, uh, do you like the supercars? What's, uh, you, I see no merch, no, uh, you're not attraction here is these cans in front of me. <laughs> Just for, uh, so everyone at home knows, uh, Bundaberg and UDL is what Harrison is drinking. You don't drink those together though, do you? It depends. Big <laughs> night or small night? Is tonight a big night for you? Nah, I got work tomorrow. Now I've got Shane with me. Are you a local Darwin? I am a local Darwin, yes. Have you come to the supercars before? No, this is my first time in Darwin. Wow. Now, uh, and what was the attraction? Why this year? Why did you come? Uh, to bring my uh, son to come and see the cars for the first time. Normally I'd go to uh, Formula One in Adelaide when it used to race in the supercars in Adelaide and uh, the 24 hour Le Mans. And uh, this is his first time at a motorsport event. Amazing. Uh, sounds like a great collection of events. How does this event stack up with all those other ones? Uh, it's great. It's different. It's different being um, outside of a city and uh, it's great to be able to have plenty of vantage points to, to look around and see all the action on the track. Now both the two young ones that you've got with you are head to toe in all of the merch. Um, we know better than he does. <laughs> okay, you were telling, telling Dad what's, uh, what the, what's going on. Um, so let me, uh, you, what's your name? Eloise. Eloise, who's your favourite driver? Uh, probably Will Davison. Great. Uh, and Alexis, what's, uh, who's your favourite driver? I don't know his name, but I go for the middies. Oh, you go for the middies. Bryce Fullwood drives for the Walkinshaw team. Who's going to win this last race coming up right now? The V-Power Shells. That's my team. Excellent. Excellent. Well, thanks, guys, for joining. Okay, I've got Daniel and his family. Uh, is this the first time you've been to the Darwin Supercars? Absolutely not. How many times have you been here? Uh, half a dozen, I reckon, in the last 10 years. Wow. Uh, so you lived local? Yep, do now. Perfect. Uh, well, so what's so great about this event? It's the atmosphere, mate. The atmosphere, the weather. You know it's not going to rain. Might get a little bit sunburnt, but the beers are cold. And we thank all of those people for uh, for speaking to me because especially the ladies who were holding these uh, pizzas and they were absolutely delicious. They looked fantastic. Did, oi, I, I did, did want to talk you, about pizza. Did they give you pizza? No, they didn't give me. They Let's didn't talk give about me. pizza. These were they were for their husbands, and and they were the husbands were obviously way more important than me rolling around with my very important microphone. Boys, boys, go. best livery ever. Todd Hazelwood. Oh, the Pizza Hut. Pizza Hut. Oh, the Pizza Hut. Livery. That that's yeah. the best. The delicious. best. Yeah, they're delicious. They just did anyone, did anyone see the everywhere? Did, did anyone see? Nah, I didn't get any free pizza. Did anyone see the no. video they did where they went and delivered the pizzas and that sort of stuff? Yep, yep. Yes. There's a, there's a, I think Grant knows where I'm going oh, with this. Oh, yeah. There's a great, there's a great moment uh, where uh, Todd seems to accidentally say, uh, he says, "Oh, we'll chuck in, we'll chuck in a bit of coke, and then they've got a party." And Macaulay Jones just looking forward, just starts <laughs> creasing with laughter. It's a, it's a great moment. Mm. I think he was talking about Coca Cola. Yes, no, of course. I don't think that's how it sits down. <laughs> that's right. <laughs>
Um, okay. Now, usually you can cut promote... that story out of the pot if you want. <laughs> I think it's fine. It's perfectly fine. You weren't uh, talking about any illicit drugs at all. Um, the Never usually I, I run into some issues trying to think about what I call each pod and what photo I use um, to promote the pod on the socials. <clears throat> but uh, AVL, uh, yourself, uh, myself, and young Tanea, who helps me with some video stuff, uh, took the opportunity today. Uh, with the blessing of supercar staff to stand on the per, uh, podium, the Merlin Darwin triple crown podium, uh, just for a, for a little photo after uh, just to celebrate a, a great weekend, hard work, um, work hard, play hard, of course, as we've discussed, but I reckon the, the, the picture to promote this pod, I think today is just going to have to get slightly photoshopped out, and Tony D is going to be standing on top oh, yes. of the podium. Oh, I'm Tony D. <laughs> oh dear. So wow. let's see. Let's see yeah. how that works out. That's a yeah. That's a great idea. Well, that's exactly what's going to happen. Okay, that's it. That's it. Episode sixty-three of Parked Up, powered by Race Fuels, okay. is in the can. You're happy with it, AVL? Thank you so much for joining us. Hey, hey, Grant. Should we get, pop out for a beer? Uh, okay. There's a fair chance we're going to we're do that. Sitting, we're sitting in separate rooms in the same house. It's very weird. Okay. I'm going to stop talking. Tony D, mate, have a great week. Thanks for uh, thanks for joining us might, on this. Might see you when you get back to Melbourne. <laughs> we'll see. I think I've yeah, got a little he, bit he of looks like a He looks like a shell of a human. He looks like <laughs> a shell of a human, TD. You won't, uh, you won't recognize him. He's a broken, <laughs> broken human being. I'm, I'm Thanks, boys. Enjoy your night. I'm all good. Thanks, lads. Bye, Bye. pal.